Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Turn up the radio and sing along. It's time for another great song. This is the Great Song Podcast. Season's greetings and welcome once again to the Great Song Podcast. I'm Rob Alley. And I am J.P. Mosier. And we're here to celebrate the greatest songs in modern music history. We're going to tell you what makes them great, why we think they're awesome, and why you should too. J.P., how you doing today, man? Man, I am doing fantastic. So I feel like I say this often, but this is truly a case of one of the best interviews I think that we've ever had. And a lot of the good stuff, I felt like it's going to be tough to top the interview in the yeah. pre-interview coverage. So I want to get that out first. But first of all, what do you call someone that's hanging out by the wall? Art. I, <laughs> Why couldn't the man afford wow. the expensive art? He had no Monet. Wow. <laughs> and my personal okay. favorite. Why did Van Gogh become a painter and begin studying art? What? He had no ear for music. Okay. Oh, wow. Rob. You really tied everything in there in three handy little awful jokes. <laughs> Rob, tell them what song we're covering and who we are hanging out with today. We're hanging out with the one and only Art Alexakis of Everclear. This is Santa Monica. I am still living with your ghost Lonely and dreaming of the West Coast I don't want to be your downtime I don't want to be your stupid game With my big black boots and an old suitcase I do believe I'll find myself a new place I don't want to be the bad guy I don't want to do your sleepwalk dance anymore I just want to see Beside the ocean, leave the fire behind. Swim out past the breaker, watch the world die. We can live beside the ocean, leave the fire behind. Swim out past the breaker, watch the world die. Gotta let this first part of the second verse kick in. I am still dreaming of your face. Yeah! Yes. Dude, let's go. Oh, man. That is Santa Monica, one of the greatest rock songs of the 90s and like maybe ever. Yeah, maybe. I mean, for my money, it really doesn't get much better. You can... We've talked all the like Prague in the world and like <laughs> right Van Halen and Genesis yeah. and Joe Satriani yeah. and technical wizardry. <laughs> Give me Santa Monica right. though. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's as on equal level sure. Mount Rushmore rock songs. Santa Monica by Everclear from the 1995 album Sparkle and Fade, written by our guest today, Everclear lead singer Art Alexakis. Uh, it is subtitled uh, parentheses, watch the world die in Europe. 
I was about to say, I didn't know that. Yeah. I've never seen that. So not, just in Europe. Not here in the States, but in Europe, this song is uh, apparently called uh, Santa Monica, parentheses, Watch the World Die. So you know we had to mention that. You know we had to mention Rob that. loves a good parenthesis. Love it. Um, this song went to number one on the U.S. mainstream rock chart. Uh, that's Billboard. Number five on the Billboard U.S. alternative airplay chart. Number 29 on U.S. radio songs chart. Number 35 on the mainstream top 40. Went number four in Canada on the rock chart, number 30 in Canada overall, top singles, and number 40 in the UK. It was top 40 in Australia, New Zealand, Scotland, All yada, 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 number one in your hearts, yes. you know, um, just literally, I, 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 this would take a minute to compile this list. This is not a thing you just tread into lightly, so I'm not going to try, but I think if you said top five 90s rock songs, this is one for me. Oh really? Already, uh, you already throw it in there. Yeah, like to narrow down your I, list. I can't try and I can't try and name any more. Okay, but I think if you if I think if you had to pin me down, top five '90s rock, this is on there. It's it's a monster for sure. It's and it never it never disappoints. It never ages. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's always 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 a turn it up banger. And you, you know, know they've they've got other big bangers and bigger hits, but when we always discuss like which one are we going to cover? Yeah, it was like immediate. It's like it's Santa Monica, right? Yeah, no there's, question. There's no doubt we're doing Santa Monica. This is one of those things. Is we've done this several times with bands that like uh, I assume that their biggest song is one thing and it ends up I go, oh, that's the biggest. But sometimes it's a thing where you ca- you latch on with a band immediately uh-huh. and their first thing that comes at you is your favorite thing of theirs. Yeah. And then their next album is the one that really goes into the stratosphere. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, uh, even, and even my favorite, one of my favorite sticks, I, we both, I would have thought Come Sail Away was their biggest, but yeah, it's Renegade. That's right. And I was like, really? Renegade's played the most? Yeah. So this is one of those, for me, it's it's not their their biggest song, but it's my favorite song of theirs. Same. You know, um, And may, maybe it's because of the introduction, but I'll tell you maybe what it is. It might be because of a little thing I like to call the three levels of crunch. Okay. Um, so this, you know, one of the coolest, best things about this uh, song is it starts off like just barely. Uh, it might be just straight up clean at the beginning, uh-huh. right? This first, the first riff, it might have a little grit on it, but it's it's pretty clean. Any grit is just the knob turned up past six. Yeah, a little bit. It's just right. Yeah, you can hear it when he strums the full, uh-huh. you know, uh, thing. And that's a. By the way, that riff. If you ever just wanted to know and hadn't sat down and figured it out, that's a G chord, but it's played as a G bar chord, right? And it, and it's just opening that first finger to mm-hmm. the open G, uh, E, right? Mm-hmm. So da 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 da. But you're keeping the G shape. It's mm-hmm. just a G bar chord, right? Uh, it's not a full chord movement. It's yeah. just a f- one finger lift. Uh-huh. Um. And so you get that like clean. I don't know. You may you may have this in, in I, I Meet the Band, but I, I don't know what he's playing there. It sounds something along the lines of like a a Gretsch, like a maybe even something like a semi hollow body. It just sounds like something that has a little uh, a little cavity to it. You yeah. know, maybe doesn't necessarily sound like a like a Strat or a Les Paul yeah. just plugged in. Um, that could even be that is that is almost so clean that that could just be plugged into the board, yeah. right? It, like it's just very clean. It, that could be non-amped. That could just be the console preamp. Yeah, you know, possibly. Um, and so then you go through that first verse like that, and then you get second verse, bass riff. Now we got a little crunch, right? Okay. And the, there's nothing fancy uh, 
difference tone-wise with the bass either. Yeah. It's just, no, it's just a nice round bass yeah. sound. Yeah, yeah. So we're going to play the, th- the the full, you know, through the chorus with that sound. And then by the time we hit this second verse, it is on like Donkey Kong. We're still, you know, huh, we're still pretty pleasant here. And then. dreaming of your yeah, the combination of the the way art leads in. I am still dreaming up right. Yeah, you get the that, yeah. and then the slide in uh-huh. with that super aggressive, heavy now tone yeah. that you got, and then everything just going off the walls from there on. You know, it's just great. Yeah. Uh, the The three levels of crunch has always been one of my favorite things about this song. I don't think we've ever song. discussed that. That's awesome. Yeah, it's it's just something I've you know always learned. Um, the um, uh, other like I'll call this a theory thing. Okay, it's more a um, it's more a rock and roll laziness thing okay. than a theory thing. Okay. It's not like I think this is something they did on purpose, Okay, but something you'll hear throughout this song that I think is interesting as a, as a guitar player. Um, so, okay. We're in the key of G. All right. We've talked a lot over the years, um, about over the past, uh, what is it more than a half decade. Now we've talked about, um, like diatonic, um, scales, right? Sure. That is when you play the notes that are supposed to be in a scale, mm-hmm. the notes that belong in the key that you're in are called diatonic notes. And um, so diatonically, if we're playing this song, the chorus goes, we can live beside the four, right? It's a mm-hmm. C chord. Okay. It goes four, four, five, one, one, six, five, right? Yep. Five, four, one. Okay. okay. That six chord is minor. Mm-hmm. Or at least it should, should be, be yeah. okay. But the way it's played in this song, many many times, is major. It's not a fifth. It's not uh, just they're not just playing. A so what your what your ear kind of assumes it is is that you're hearing like the power chord that's mm-hmm. just root fifth root with no yeah. third in it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and if you were going to play it as it should be diatonically, it should be minor. Mm-hmm. So you should have let's see, da da Gonna get, let's see. I can't pull the pull the notes out of my head. Hang on. Let me give me a key again. Okay, so there's your G. So you go gonna 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 right. Mm-hmm. That should be your minor yeah. outline of that key. But what you're gonna get is gonna 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 gonna. Okay, they're gonna play it major, and I'll tell you why. Okay, I think it's because when you play a bar chord, so you just lay that second finger down, mm-hmm. and if you're if you're just being rock and roll, sometimes you hit that second the- string, right? Yeah. And it just sits down. And so instead of playing the the power chord, which you're if you're playing a power chord proper, you're just supposed to palm you're playing you to play with, the bottom three notes. And be yeah, you're just playing three notes, and you would do it really. You would do it uh, like with your first finger down on the first root, mm-hmm. your ring finger down on the fifth, and your pinky on the on the next root up, right, to That's- make that octave shape. Yeah, I was right. trying to think how I play it. Yes, that's so. Yeah. If you were just going to play straight up power chord by the books, mm-hmm. you know, but if you play the lazy power chord with with a root on the fifth string, which is what we're talking about here for you this E chord, the, you just lay that ring yeah. finger down, yeah. you know, and then you can catch some strays uh-huh. that way, and that happens all throughout this song. We're actually going to end up with a major six chord voicing okay. because that string that that finger is catching strays uh and that and it's just laid flat making that chord major okay so okay. i want you to listen to oh you know what let's use a feature 
on Apple Music that lets us take out the vocals. Okay. Let's see if I can do that on this. And um, we can just listen to the music. Just just the music. Here's your karaoke track. Yeah. Folks. Here comes a chorus. We can live beside. Okay. This is high chord. You hear it? Did it? Did it? Did it? A little bit, yeah. <laughs> and let me pull out maybe the first. Uh, let me go back to that first course that's cleaner yeah. without all the distortion in the way. Yeah. We can live beside the ocean, leave the fire behind, swim out past the breaker. You hear it? Did yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah. So what we should be hearing n- note wise is the top note. Dun-na, 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 right? Uh-huh. If you're doing it by the books, what you're hearing is. You're getting a whole step in between there. Wow. That, folks, is great your, here indeed. <laughs> this, so there's your, there's your theory for the day. So I'm, so I'm just saying this is just a product of – it doesn't matter is sure. what I'm saying. This song rocks so much, and it's so rock and roll that that doesn't matter. Uh-huh. It doesn't even put me off, and I'm uh-huh. – and I'm, Particular about that kind of stuff, right? Make Rob cringe. I'm, I am pretty buttoned up when it comes to music theory, (laughs) right? Like I, I don't you dare play a major scale over a minor solo part. Yeah, yes, and don't play a blues scale over over a major major chord solo, right? I don't care. Even when Clapton does it, Uh I don't like it, you Uh know. Um, But you can get away with one lick, but once you do it more than once, I'm out. Go right. back and listen to our "When Did You Fall" episode and the ending <gasps> oh, solo of that. My gosh, the yes. Chris Rice throwback from probably season one, wow. maybe two. Yeah, probably see, it had to be season Super one. Early, I think. So. Um, yeah, dude, that that like I like things to be the way that they should be. Uh-huh. It's part of my personality. Yeah. I like. I will die on the hill of this is how a thing should go because it's how it's supposed to go. Right. Um, and I have very little space for like outside thinking that way <laughs> now i can appreciate as and i've done we've done this a lot in you know our our coverage of various songs over the years you've heard me say like i would have never had the guts to make that yeah, choice to try that you yeah. know what i mean i can appreciate it when other people do it i can't make myself do it yeah. i can i have to follow the rules mm-hmm. of this is how this chord should be laid out here uh-huh. right and so i would be like Hey, you're laying your finger you, down. Let's run that back again. Run that back again. Make sure you're doing that minor. Uh-huh. If you're gonna if you're gonna add a third, <laughs> make sure it's minor. Um, but they're like, no, just screw that. Let's just play, you know. And, and that's how I, it should and, be. And I, if, if a producer would have said that, Art might have, you know, not been as friendly. <laughs> yeah. And like, okay, I'll run that back. Yeah, Probably yeah. No, just, he would have pl- ex- accented it that's more. Right, that's like right. no. he'd have played open E major chord. <laughs> <laughs> <right there. laughs> Absolutely. Uh, okay, let's see what else. There's several things about this song I got to make sure I cover. One is. Uh, uh, there's a in in the first verse. I guess it's maybe the second verse. Once the drums come in, um, the way they bring everything in, kind of one thing at a time, is great, right? You've got the super clean, yeah. you know, clean guitar at the beginning, bass coming in, doom doom layers, doom doom doom, doom, doom right? Um, the way that the way the bass lays in over that line, put my big black boots in an old suit, like the big black boots and the <laughs> bass coming in, boom boom boom, boom. Yeah. it's just something uh-huh. special about it. But anyway, <laughs> the big black boots. <laughs> 
once the uh, once the drums do come in, there's this great guitar thing in there that is either I have two thoughts on what this could okay. be, and I, I think I know what it is because I think it might even get shown in the video, which okay. I haven't seen since the '90s. But there's a um, what I'll call a, a kill switch riff. Yeah. The <laughs> okay. So yeah. you hear you hear this note that bends up, and then it it like lives and dies. It goes, <laughs> right, and it's not every note is not picked. It's not a ding 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 ding. Right. It's a it's just a note that is you you've heard in modern days vocals do this right yeah. like um uh like Al City go oh 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 you yeah. know and it's really just in the studio he held one thing and they cut it just out digitally. It, yeah. On a guitar, you can do it with two things. There's one thing that's called a kill switch. Um, uh, certain guitars have it. I know like the, the Eddie Van Halen Wolfgang's later ones, they have a red button on them mm -hmm. that's a kill switch button, and it just kills all the signal, you know. Um, but on guitars that have two sets of independent pickups, like a, like a Les Paul, yeah. um, they have two independent volume knobs, and if you turn one pickup all the way off, then you can use the pickup the selector switch, switch yeah. the toggle switch, yeah, to like hit click back and forth. And on early, um, there's an early Van Halen record. I think it's something on Van Halen one where he does that. And I can't for the life of me think what song it is off the top of my head. I, I never don't know if it's, have done, I never do that or have never done that. I, I've done it just to do it, uh -huh. right? Um, I can't say that I've ever done that once in my life. Like trying to think about through. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's cool. There's some there's some song on Van Halen one. I think it is. Might be Van Halen two. Uh, anyway, where, where Eddie does it with a Les Paul. Okay. But um, but anyway, I think that's what this is here. Let's let's play it and you can kind of hear it. Who's mowing Mower. their yard right now? <laughs> we got a it's mower. freaking zero degrees. <laughs> Why? Just We're trying to have a freaking... It's our last <laughs> day of recording. Go away. Mower came to the party. Go bribe him. What, will it, what, what do you need? To 50 not, bucks to not, mow to not mow until this afternoon? <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> He's like, I'll show Two you. of them. They're out there Here's playing. E major chord. <laughs> freaking mowing bagpipes with multiple, <laughs> like, they're doing the freaking mower amazing grace of bagpipes. With my big Here we black go. boots and an old suitcase. I do believe I'll find myself a new place. So then drums come in halfway through, nice and little filled. Tom Phil. Do, 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 do. Okay, listen, I think it's on the left side. Right here. Okay. That's so cool. So now you know what a kill switch riff is. Um, that's either that's either a button. I, I think, though, in this case, it's just flipping the yeah. toggle switch with one pickup turned off. Um, okay. All right. I'm going to... Uh, let me do this. I've talked a lot. Why don't we go ahead and meet the okay. band, and then I'm going to talk about something else. Okay, sounds good. Hey, let's meet the band. It's time to meet the band. Meet the band. We're gonna meet the band that is current Everclear. Okay. And then I'll meet the band that played on Santa Monica. Okay. Cool. So I'm just gonna list the current band. Um, Art, who we're hanging out with at the end. Dave French on guitar, Freddie Herrera on bass, and Brian Nolan on drums. So we want to give them their their due uh, credence since they are the current Everclear yeah. band. Present that is, day. That is not the Everclear band that played on Santa Monica. Right. So on drums, Greg Eklund or Eklund um, was originally in a band called Jolly Mon M O N, <laughs> but quit right after their debut release, like right after. After, but it turned out okay as he joined Everclear. So, yeah. um, who do you think 
uh, most of the population has heard of more. Right, Jellymon right, right. or Everclear. Jellymon. Um, I'll listen to the bit, but really couldn't get into them. He's not now- to be confused, by the way, with Jellyman, <laughs> who is the guy that sang Aisha. Do you remember Aisha? So. Ooh, ooh, Aisha. Aisha. So. There's like five people listening right now. I don't think like I know that one. 2004, 2005, okay. Jellyman. Okay. Uh, uh-huh. Look it up. It's Jellyman with a G. G-E-L-L-I-E-M-A-N. And it's this dude who made this whole video in like his bedroom on like Minnie Mouse sheets. Okay. And it's like the most like, oh, Windows can make videos now video. Okay. And um, but he wrote this like track and he sings it and he's got dance moves. Aisha in my life. Anyway, it's amazing. Sorry. Strawberry or grape jelly? You get one the rest of your life. Only what? One. Oh, I was like, Jelly Man, what are we talking about? Uh, if I had one the rest of my life, Only I'd probably one. go strawberry. Me too. Yeah, so, okay. All right. Uh, but I prefer grape on a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Oh, okay. anyway. uh, yeah, okay. I'll go back and forth. Um, right. He's now in a band called, uh, back to Greg, he's now Sorry. in a band <laughs> called Storm Large. Um, his wife's name is Alina Kavorkian, and the only reason I mention oh. that is I think she's the only other Kavorkian I know of I, other yeah. than Dr. Jack Kavorkian. That's it. Doc- uh, yeah. Unfortunate to... Yeah. Uh, last name to have yeah. to carry around uh, and oh are you yeah, related yeah. you know what patients I mean? right to, it's like if your last name was hitler yeah you know what i mean yeah, like right. you you just always get asked the yeah. question you know for yeah. the rest is of your, your life like, is that your, yeah, 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 yeah 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 are you related a uh, heavier topic what he did so i want to get into but that's the only other one i ever sure. ever knew um, on bass guitar craig montoya he's in two bands now called castella and tripolar he wanted to be a drummer um, but there was a severe lack of bass guitarists in his area okay so he picked that up which is kind of a smart play if you're going to learn an instrument you can either learn something that you're like really passionate about mm-hmm. or something where you'll get an opportunity to play more. Right. Like, I'll tie this into a personal story. In college, I've told this before, me and my buddies Rob, who's in the room, hey. and Robbie Wade uh, formed a, a former guest of the Great great Song Podcast Season 2, Episode 11. Yeah. And Season 4, Episode 11, yeah. mm-hmm. Blue on Black. I never realized Robbie was always on Episode 11. Episode 11. I never knew that. Um, anyway, they want to start a blues band. We all played guitar. They'll both better blues guitarists than I am. So out of necessity, I dove headfirst into bass. And now, I mean, I play keyboard and guitar at some churches, but my favorite thing to play is bass with Rob and, and like cover bands. Yeah. And worship. I always, when people are like, what instruments do you play? I always lead with, I played bass in a blues band in college. And then from right. there, um, I go to the mower. Yeah. <laughs> I, listen, <laughs> Guys, you don't understand on, how no. distracting this mower is. Hold on. We're leaving this in. I'm leaving this in. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> We're trying to record a freaking podcast. Uh, yeah. What would Art do here? He would. Uh, that's right. I'm just trying to honor Art's spirit. That's right. <laughs> this guy has Dang. never mowed this close to a, our we, house ever <laughs> in the history oh of the world. Uh, if he comes back with a gun, we have a problem. That's right. Uh, anyway, all right. I I have never. I've always just tried to edit around this stuff. But doggone it, today's the last day we're taping, and, and we're I fi- am we're feeling very uh, over it. <laughs> I'm feeling emboldened by the finality of this day. And uh, just, and and Art is on lead vocals and guitar. And for all things Art, hang around to the end. Um, I've said it before, but he's great. That guy's awesome. Yeah. Uh, okay, so I want to talk about an art thing that I love. By the way, you just never hear of anybody with the last name Hitler anymore. You just don't. <laughs> That's a good point. You're never you you will never meet somebody. I think people just change. They have you know what to, I mean? Right? Anybody with that? Because obviously he 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 was not the only Hitler in history, right? Yeah. He had to have some other family. But you know it what I mean? Kind of stopped with him. Like, out there somewhere, there's like a Suzanne Hitler. You know what I mean? <laughs> and and you just have to change your name. You can't. Suzanne Hitler. You know what I mean? Yeah, like 
Oh, hey, I'm, you know, I'm Rob Alley. Nice to meet you. Yeah. Oh, hey, man. How you doing? Dave Hitler. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, welcome to Moe's. And it's got his name tag says Hitler. It's like, doesn't, doesn't quite work. Oh, gosh. What's the... F- <laughs> it's just any name you put with it, yeah, right? It's no, just, it just doesn't matter. No, it doesn't matter. It can't... It's like, oh, no, man. Virgil Hitler, you know? Maybe not Heil. Yeah, Kyle. But, Are there people named Kyle? Kyle. 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 <laughs> and you wave. <laughs> oh, so, gosh. first day of school. Stand up and introduce yourself. <laughs> Kyle Hitler. Kyle Hitler. <laughs> oh, oh that one caught me. All right. Hitler sucks. Mm. All right. Let's move on. Um man. <laughs> Back to a guy who doesn't suck, and that's Art Alexakis. Yep. Uh, I want to break down the – we've talked before about the John Foreman yeah. Yeah. Okay? There's an Art Alexakis yeah mm-hmm. that it's has different. its own character. Yeah. It's different. And I want to break down the two specific types of Art Alexakis yeah. Okay. Okay? And I think we're going to hear them both in this song. I should have marked them down in time, but I, I think I can find them both. Um Let's see. One of them might be in another song, but he does them both often. Let's find here. This is toward the end. I know one of them happens at the end. Right here. Okay. So that's one that we get. Okay. That is, I'm going to call that the 6-3 art. Yeah. Okay. It starts on the sixth note diatonically Mm -hmm. and goes down to the third. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. Okay. It goes... From the if we're, if we're in here, it goes from an E and slides down to a B. B. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Then the other one that we get is uh, the two six art. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. If Which we were in this key, A E A to an E. Right. Um. And and it's yeah. So that's what we get on. Uh, it's the same interval. They're both sliding down a fourth, and and a and in kind of an unconventional note to start. Yeah. A uh, yeah on, right? On the like two? on the two and yeah. on the six like, yeah. of a, you know. Uh, but let's listen. I think we have an example in um, I Will Buy You a New Life. Yeah, I think we have it right here at the beginning. Right? Okay. Yeah. That's where we have the two six. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? So, but it's, he does it all the time. Yeah. Like he does it a lot in there, at least in their, you know, like big radio hits in that, in that time period. Um, so there you have the breakdown of, of, the, the, yes. of the art Alexakis. Yeah. You have the six, three. Yeah. <laughs> and you have the two, six. Yeah. Right. Okay. <laughs> anyway, I've always loved that because it's something you instantly know that's art. It's a signature uh-huh. thing for him. Right. It's like a, I don't know that it's necessarily something he like wrote down i'm gonna do this you know what i mean intentionally but it's just a habit of his and it becomes a signature you know immediately yeah that's uh, art i love it it's like if this if you hear somebody go you know it's the disturbed guy <laughs> right yes that's right um okay another thing i love about art is he it seems like he never felt the need to try and try and do like a high rock star voice yeah he he never got super falsetto. Yeah, like, he never tried to like, you know. Yeah, he's he's 
very comfortable singing in like a baritone range. In t- He's not Steve Perry in you. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> a, in, a t- in a ton of their hits, it, you know, most of his stuff, we can live aside the ocean, yep. right? Even when the song is at its biggest, mm-hmm. you know, now eventually he, he'll go up there, we can live aside the ocean, at the, like the very last chorus. But it's a lot of the time, father of mine, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Comfort. I will buy you a garden. You know, it's just... That baritone range is very comfortable there, um, and uh, it's really neat. Everclear is one of those bands that, at least their radio stuff, kind of carved out its own sound and own yeah. space in a way that, like, a few bands did in the 90s, like Sugar Ray. You kind of know yeah. that sound of a Sugar Ray song mm-hmm. when it's happening. Um, you kind of know the feel of, like, a Creed song, yeah. right? You get that that mid-tempo, grungy, you know, thing, and you hear it in, you know, a lot of the Everclear stuff. It's, like, a lot of the stuff that became hits, whether this is because they started writing toward that more or because the record company was like, okay, this feels a little like, you yeah. know what I mean? Let's put that because it's what people have already associated with mm-hmm. you. Um, but you get that that feel that you go, hey, this, feel, this feels, this feels like, like an, an, Everclear Ever- an Everclear radio song. Mm-hmm. They definitely had, like, lots of stuff that was didn't feel that same way but uh you know you end up with a you know whatever that I, I, I was i told rob i was gonna make a joke like with him like um i don't i didn't get through it in the interview but like does anybody ever come up and be like hey play what it's like and he's like that's actually everlast that's <laughs> right, not right, everlast. um i think <laughs> if i was gonna conf- if you were gonna try to can if you were gonna confuse them or think think of one band that sounds the most similar to everclear i should have prepped you with this but and i may be off here and you may be like you're crazy but okay. i kind of think possum king by the toadies could be in everclear's sure. repertoire play a little of that yeah. so you can hear what i'm talking about those of you guys that may not know the toadies have we talked about them before? I don't know that we've ever mentioned Toadies. Possum King's a great song. Possum Kingdom. Maybe it's the guitar to me that it it's feels got like that, yeah. could be the... Yeah, because it's not his vocal, no. really. No. Right, he gets a lot more he's like a, crowing. And yeah. he's definitely more affected. Yeah. But yeah, the band work. Yeah, to me, sounds like it could be. But you're right. I, I think if you could, yeah, if if there's a if there's a a if a Everclear's going to cover somebody, they could cover the tote. You know. Yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah. Um, that's true. I think that's that's probably a, a fairly uh, you know accurate. Like if there there's always people that like. Well, we've done it. You know, you think a song is by, I've done it a lot where I think a song is by one person. You're like, no, that's by whoever famously, uh, wild cherry. Right. I thought, um, uh, play that funky music, music? right. Was, was by, um, uh, Casey and the Sunshine Band. Okay. And you were like, dude, that's Wild Cherry. Yeah. I'm like, who's Wild Cherry? You're like, that's their song. Like, yeah. I had no idea. Oh, okay. This was way, that was way that before was, the podcast ever started. Yeah. Like, that was a, a long, long time ago. But, um, yeah. A little bit on Sparkle and Fade, the album, um, which was, again, not their biggest album. The, the, the biggest album was the follow up, the next one. But this one is the one for me. Sparkle and Fade is the one for me. It went to number 25 on the Billboard Hot uh, 200 albums. It was the number 88 uh, album for all of 1996. It went to number nine in Australia, number 39 in Canada, and number 20 in New Zealand. And it is certified platinum in the U.S., Canada, and Australia. Um, A little on Everclear, the band. They are named, I didn't know this until research, because we're not alcohol guys, but they are named after a brand of alcohol called Everclear. I think we talked to him about that in the interview. He did mention it. Yeah, he did mention it. 
uh, and it's a, uh, I did a little research on it cause I just didn't know what it was. Um, but it's grain alcohol and it has a, an extremely high concentration of alcohol. Um, and it was, it was, you know, cheap. Like you can get, you can get a hold of it for you pr- get pretty it cheap get drunk. and get super uh, duper drunk. Uh-huh. Um, you know, I think typically I think like whiskey, if you go get like Jack Daniels, I think it's like 40% alcohol by volume, which is 80 proof. Like if, if you see the the proof label mm-hmm. on an alcohol, people people who drink know this. People like us, we don't know yep. this. But if you see proof on a thing, you know, if it says it's 80 proof, that means you take that number in half and that is the percentage of alcohol that's present. I don't know why it's like that. I don't know why they don't just go to 40%, you know, mm-hmm. but it'll say 40% alcohol by volume, right? And it's okay. 80 proof. Um, <laughs> Everclear alcohol, grain alcohol, comes up to 190 proof, meaning that what you're drinking is 95% alcohol, alcohol yeah. by volume. Yeah. So you think about, you know, if you're taking a, you know, a shot, let's say of whiskey, every shot you're getting more than double mm-hmm. the amount of alcohol in, you know, so it, it's like the, I think the minimum it had, it was like 70, 80 and 95%. You know, That's so crazy. it's automatically just way too much <laughs> yeah. right away. So anyway, that's what they're named after um, the Everclear uh, brand. And we'll talk to Art about, you know, he had his he had his struggles yeah. with with uh, alcohol. And he's very stuff. transparent about it, too. He speaks very well on it. And yeah. And he's he stayed clean. And he by the time Everclear hit, he was already clean. Mm-hmm. So and we talked to him about the the benefit that, you know, that that kind of gave him yep. of, you know, rising fame after already having gotten clean, but he does a lot of stuff still to this day, you know, to try and, um, you know, advocate for, you know, addiction and recovery, that kind of stuff. <clears throat> they, um, Everclear actually had a Grammy nomination for not this song and probably not one of the songs, you know, but they had a Grammy nom in 1988 for best rock instrumental. And that would be the song El Distorto de Melodica. I said like the whitest guy Nailed ever. It. Uh, you want to give us a little El, Di- El Distorto de Melodica. Thank you Man, for stopping terrible. by Roberto. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's play a little bit. That was of, Roberto Sanchez stopping by. Thank you for El Distorto de Melodica. There it is. By Everclear. At first, it sounded like it was just going to be a slowed down version of Santa Monica <laughs> in a lower key. <laughs> <laughs> it does sound amazing. This is on so much for the afterglow, for which they won uh, Billboard's Modern Rock Band of the Year in 1998. Anyway, it's, that's kind of what we're interesting that they would win an instrumental because he's not a guitar soloist. Yeah, yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? He's right. not sat. He's not yeah. Steve Vai. He's not, you know what I mean? Right. So Let's see. Further into the song, let's see where we end up. Octaves, you know, that kind of stuff. It feels great, though. I could hear this in a zillion commercials yeah. in the 90s. Some nice dissonance there. That's great. Yeah, I like it. Like, I don't necessarily know why you would put that on an album, right? It's not like a, 
But it's co- it's super cool, yeah. and it won a Grammy uh, nomination. Which if is uh, if given, have y'all been? To, have you ever been to one of those? I've never done it, but you can like smash cars and beat things up. With, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. That would be a, a rage great, room. Yeah, a rage room. Yeah, that would be a great rage room. So absolutely, it would. Heck yeah! It sounds like it almost feels like a rock remix, a hard rock remix of Loser by Beck. Okay, like that you could put the the vocals to Beck. Uh, There's a loser over you. that. Yeah. You know what I mean, and it would just fit like mm, like a glove. Uh, let's just do it. Shall we do it real quick? Hang <laughs> on. Here we go. See how far we can get. In the time of oh wait, in the time of chimpanzees, I was a monkey, butane in my veins, and now I become a junkie with the plastic eyeballs. Spray paint the vegetables, dog food scald with the beefcake pantyhose. Kill the headlights and put it in neutral. Stock car flaming with the loser and the cruise control. Babies in Reno with the vitamin D. Got a couple of couches. Sleep on the love seat. Someone keeps saying I'm insane to complain about a shotgun wedding and a stain on my shirt. Don't believe everything that you breathe. You get a parking violation and a maggot on your sleeve. So shave your face with some mace in the dark. Saving all your food stamps and burn down a trailer park. That was amazing. Thank you. Thank you. Beck, thank you for stopping thank by. Thank you, Beck. Wow. Man, unexpected guest. Who knew we had room for that kind of that kind of uh, growth That's, this late into <laughs> this the show? Late in the, wow. This late in the, in the home stretch. That was awesome. Wow. Uh, Thank you, Beckford. We didn't expect you just to pop in. I know. Dang. I didn't even know. He didn't even stay for an interview. He's already gone. He just just came and gone. All right. Uh, We'll send him a a text. Thanks, Beck. Uh, According to Song Facts on their 2003 tour, the band would pick an audience member to play Santa Monica uh, on guitar. And if that person didn't play well, then they would get kicked off stage and replaced with somebody else from the crowd. That's they would just awesome. like kind of keep cycling through keep, until they found until they somebody that could play it. Yeah, that's great. Love would that. you, okay, given the opportunity up there, do you say like, or do you stay true to the, or do you just stay in the, in the pocket? Or are you like, give me a minute to break out and shred? Are you like... I'm gonna throw in a lick. Uh-huh. I'm gonna throw in. I'm gonna throw in a lick because you don't want to upstage him. But yeah, you you want to be careful and stay in your zone. Nail it. But at the same time, you're playing. You want your. You want to shine a little bit. You want them to know that they picked the right guy. Yeah. on the right day. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Yeah. I we. Um, what if he? What if he hands you a guitar and they're playing in G, but he hands you a guitar that's tuned down half step. Right. And so you have to play. In A flat. In A flat. Going down to the F, to the F. for the riff. Yeah. To the F, minor, F major if you're art. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, whatever. You we would still it figure yeah, it out. You yeah. You and I would both go, okay. Oh, we're up. Okay. No problem. No problem. Yeah. But yeah, to certain people, they would go, oh no, what do I do? Yeah. What do I, uh, yeah. You got yeah. a capo? Right. <laughs> <laughs> for clear that's like you immediately get your butt kicked like you don't even get a chance to play if you ask if you have a capo they're like next <laughs> yeah man it's like going into a like a paleo steakhouse and like asking for a nut you yeah, know or he, he does the I, i've got he like reaches into his pocket and pulls out the middle finger joke you know like, here's your capo yo yeah, right? i got one right here yeah. Yeah. and then you don't you don't just get like Kicked off stage, you get kicked right, off stage. Like foot to backside. Three hundred. This is Sparta. Yeah, kicked off good. the stage. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Um, I think that's all I, I got. I you got to stump the genius. Okay. Let's play stump the genius. Stump the genius. Stump the genius. Stump the genius. It's time to stump the genius. Jump up and take your part. I take your part. All right. So art knowledge is hard. I took <laughs> this quiz and kind of stunk at it. Okay. I, took it. I was terrible at it. So I picked five that I got right. 
um, out of six, there's like 60 something questions. Wow. And I got five. Okay. So I'm kind of cheering for him uh, on this. I'm kind of cheering for Rob. If he doesn't get them though, that's okay too, because that means I'm smarter. Okay. So here's the five that I got. All right. One of Da Vinci's most famous works was called The Last What? The Last Waltz. No. Um, the Last Supper. Supper. Yeah, yeah. There we go. Should I go get my tambourine? Maybe. I have a tambourine I, in my car. Bell? Anyway, we'll just ding it. All right. Ding. Oh, I can see it. Hang on. Ding. The Last Ride of the Bell. It's so happy. It's headed into retirement. There, there we, we go. go. There it Got is. One. Okay. Home stretch. Tis the season. All right. What boy's name is also the name of a Michelangelo famous sculpture? David. 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 There we go. Two for two. Um, how many paintings? This is one I was kind of proud of. How many paintings did Vincent Van Gogh sell in his lifetime? Zero. One. One. And oh, I okay. Guessed, okay. I didn't know what it was, but I was just like, it's going to be some stupid low number. Uh-huh. And so I just, I got that one by a guess. Okay. But one. Wow. One. Okay. It was called the Red Vineyard. Okay. So there you go. What scientist invented the color wheel? Um, color wheel is that? Um, it's a scientist. I, Galileo. Isaac Newton. There you go, Isaac okay. Newton. Right. Um, and you'll get this one. Who had a seventies hit, Vincent, about Van Gogh? Uh, of course, yeah, that would be uh, our boy that we had on That's the show. Right. That would be. Uh, why, why am I blanking his name? Don McLean. Don McLean. Like, is Dandy, it Dan, Don, Dan something? Dan <laughs> McLean. Dan Hitler. No, Don, Don McLean. Yeah. One of my favorite things we've ever done in the podcast is he's like, yeah, come on, but you can only play 15 seconds of American pop. <laughs> and so Rob played long, long time ago. And then that'll be the day that I die. It's freaking awesome. That's, that's top 10 favorite moments Thank for me. You. So yeah, art history. Good job on art. Thank art you. Knowledge. All right. Well done. I did what? Three, two? I got two for you got five? Three? No, you got did Supper, okay. David, and Dawn. Okay. All right. There you go. Um, 60%. Yeah. They, uh. We, t- we talk with, with Art about the, the videos and stuff, but yeah. uh, tons of different outfits in this one, tons of different locations. They're trying hard to make it. Like, here they're trying to make it, I feel yeah. like. Mm-hmm. Um, they're still on the way up, still a three-piece. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, but good, good, good interview, good, good stuff. stuff. And there's some, there's some darker stuff to the story behind the song, mm-hmm. which, for the sake of keeping it light, it's a, yeah. it's just a heavy subject that we don't really get into. So, yeah. But there there is, if you want the, the full story, you can read a little bit more on the backstory of the song and... and see kind of you know what's significant about the um you know the the backstory yeah uh, but we'll let we'll let you guys handle that on your own because you know we're trying to keep it light dude. Right. we're just we're gotta we got three episodes left this is uh we're we're no we're not trying to get into sorrow today really so <laughs> all right let's go talk to art alex Akas, and we'll be back to tuck you in on the other side this is the great song podcast Ladies and gentlemen, as promised, we're here with Art Alexakis of Everclear on the Great Song Podcast. Thank you so much, Art, for joining us today. Real treat to have you on the show. Good to be here, man. Man, you got that radio voice, dude. Did you do radio? <laughs> I no, I do podcasts. I, you know, I, that's all. I, I know, but you went from like earlier. You're like, hey, good to see Art, and then you're like, hey, it's Art Alexakis, and I'm just like, whoa. It's like the, the what's the Stallone movie where he turns the hat backwards? You know, Over that's kind of my. I've got my trigger. Movie. That's right. Yeah. 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 There we go. Oh, uh, and he becomes like a different guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh man, uh, so good to have you on the show. I got to say, like, um, for me, my experience with uh, with Everclear uh, starts with Santa Monica, as do you know a lot of us. That was kind of our first exposure. Most people. Um, sure. 
And uh, Santa Monica, to me, is one of my all-time favorite rock songs. Um, the first time I heard it, I, I was like, you know, this is everything that rock music is supposed to be. I was 14, 15, whatever, and I was like, this is everything that rock is supposed to be. Um, <laughs> I'm curious, what's a song for you that does that same thing, that you just listen to this and you go, this is a perfect rock song? Man, there's so many of them, you know, that I grew up with. Um, that that um, I mean, uh, "The Last Child" by by um, by uh, Aerosmith on Rocks. I think Rocks, their fourth album, is one of the most. It's just all all in all the most quintessential best hard rock record ever made wow. to this day. I don't know if you know that album, but I mean, you know, Last Child was the first single off it. And I mean, it's funky, it's hard, it swings, it grooves. It, it's just, and of course, same thing with you. I was 14, 15. When you're at that age, man, and something hits you, it's like a ton of bricks. It's like your first sexual feelings. You're like, oh my God, what is this? You know? and, and it's just like, and, and I think the secret is the people that can perpetuate that type of emotion as they go forward in life, both for music or anything, really. And um, I've got I've got friends like that. I get it every now and then something will pop out of nowhere and and just kind of knock me down. But you know, I'm 61, man. It's kind of hard to the pie in the face doesn't work for me anymore, right? You know, it's like. Yeah, I've 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 seen behind the curtain. I know great and powerful Oz is hell. Sometimes I'm the great and powerful Oz. I get it, <laughs> but um, it's nice when we can make ourselves simple again. That we can we can really really just embrace something with every ounce of our spirit. And uh, thank you for saying that because you know I think Santa Monica is a great rock song. It is. When I wrote it, I was like, the boys came in that day, the next day, I wrote it at night, and they came in the next day, and I was like, I think I got a single, boys. And I played it for them, and they're like, holy, okay. And then we, we worked it out. My A&R guy came up. We played him all the songs for the record down in my basement in Portland, and he's like, wait a minute. That song you just played, what's that called? I go, it's called Santa Monica. Played again. And then he's like, that's pretty good song. Um, he goes, I don't think it's finished yet. And you need to change the title. I go, I'm not changing the title of the song. I got creative control. Back off. And he's like, but you don't say Santa Monica. And I go, I know. And you think Led Zeppelin said trampled underfoot in, in, in their song? I mean, just... Don't tell me what to do. And it, it ensued this big fight where I actually made the song longer because he made me and I resented him for it. And then it was a big hit. So <laughs> who knows? Uh, was, was, he right? was he right or wrong? We don't want to know. Right. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll give it to him. You talk, <laughs> yeah, you, you, were talk, right. 
you talked about being able to perpetuate. I've seen, uh, so I got to see you last year. Uh, I'm in Nashville, so I got to see you with fastball on the rooftop show. I didn't, I missed this last round, but I saw you last year. Um, with fa- and you still bring so much energy into your shows. How much of it is truly enjoyable, and how much is manufactured? As you really look like you're having a great time playing to the live crowd. If you're faking it, you're really faking it well. But it really looks like you're having a good time and love the live show. Brother, I I don't really can think of a time when I'm faking it. I mean, there's times when I've been sick and sure. I have to push myself power into through. a place. Well, yeah, but but not just power through the show, power through that feeling to get to where I'm embracing that excitement that I feel every time I play. Look, the travel, um, dealing with the business aspect of it, um, all that sh- Excuse me. Um, the bloom is kind of off the rose as far as that goes. I've been doing it for 35 years. But when it, when I walk on stage and play, it's just like I was 15, 20 years old again. That's awesome. It really is. So I, I don't think I was fighting, uh, uh, faking it. But there have been times when, uh, and my wife called me on it about eight, no, about 12 years ago, that she thought I was phoning it in. And she was right. I was getting disillusioned with doing the old songs. And I just, I, that's when I started this Summerland tour. And I just got more proactive and we did a new record. And it just, it, it just brought back that spark. Sometimes you, it's like being in a relationship or a marriage, man. Sometimes you lose a spark. Doesn't mean you can't get it back. If it was there at one time in any way, shape, or form, I 100% believe that you can get it back. Yeah. You can hear it on the, like the black, it's the new black record. You know what I mean? It's that, like you can hear, it still feels fresh. Like it's, it sounds amazing. It feels great. Um, and so, you know, you I, can I just, really feel that. I just listened to that for the first time this morning. It's a rainy day here in LA which is, you know, an anomaly. And <laughs> I was, I was, I was just, I, I had uh, my, uh, I was just, you know, on random, just playing songs out of my, my, uh, my iPhone and it played a song off there. I'm like, I hate that record. So I put that record off the beginning and I listened to all aside one, you know, and I'm just like, Man, that's a good record. That's a good <laughs> Rainy day hard rock record for sure. Yeah, it really. Um, is. And, and I'm glad that you can and, listen to your own stuff. I, I'm glad that you're not too cool to listen to your own music. It took me a minute. It took me a minute. I, I mean, you know, I, for years, I, you get too close to it, and then you just start thinking of like what you do differently, or this or that, or or whatever. But uh, now I can listen to it and just go, okay, you know, that was what eight years ago. No, actually, it came out eight years ago. We made it nine years ago, so it's almost ten years old. Um, and uh, and it's about exactly ten years from when I started writing those songs. It was fall of, of uh, 2013. So, yeah, it, it was. Uh, but uh, yeah, no, it's just I when it when it comes to my own stuff, I'm not precious about it. I know what's good and what's not good. Um, you know, I, I just, I try really hard to leave the not good stuff on the floor or in the, you know, or, or in my back pocket till I can make it better with something else. Um, but, uh, I really like the model we're in now with, with the live record, uh, like that Segway boys. 
Yeah, a li- the live record and <laughs> uh, live at the Whiskey A Go Go, where it was nice to revisit those old songs from a contemporary point of view of where we're at now, mm-hmm. where the band's at now, and also a couple of new songs of what the band sounds like. And I think it's a cohesive, great Everclear record. I don't know that I'm going to make another whole album. You know, okay. we'll we'll see. But right now, I know I'm I'm working on another song, writing another song right now. I'd like to do a couple of new songs a year, and uh, maybe do an EP with a cover and maybe a, a acoustic version of an old song. You know, something cool, four or five songs. Put that out every year and and uh, have something to tour on and. The fans would be happy with that. Yeah. Well, you're no That'd stranger cool. to a good cover. I love you all. You're a brown-eyed girl. I love the cover and the video. And I think that's Marla Sokoloff in that vid. I know her as Gia from Full House, and I kind of crushed on her. So great job grabbing her for the video on that. Uh, oh. but <laughs> what What's her name again? Do you I mean the lead? Yeah, I think her name's Marla Sokoloff. Is that is, is that the girl? That Marla played? Sokoloff, yeah. Yeah, yeah. she played Gia in Full House, and I was like, good job, Art, on that one. Uh, but that's a great <laughs> cover. I love that. Uh, and we we kind of touched on, uh, you know, kind of when me and Rob cut our teeth on you, you really spoke to a generation that was dealing with some stuff. And let's be honest, your songs, although fun, they kind of hit the heart and they speak to heartstrings. I mean, even promises mean everything when you're little and the world's big from from wonderful. So big. when you wrote that lyric, were you like, yeah, that's a good line. And are there other lines that you're like super proud of? Like, what's your lyric that you're like, man, that's one that I that I think is awesome. That you made into a sticker that, you put on the wall. Yeah. <laughs> well, that one, I mean, so that song was basically watching my daughter, my eldest daughter go through a, di- a divorce with her parents. And I had gone through that. And so I had to put myself in her, you know, from her position. It wasn't just her. It was also a friend of mine was going through it. And, uh, uh, someone else I knew that was going through it and, and, and with kids. And so it's kind of from the kid's perspective. Um, but I was stuck for that line of that little middle eight break there where it comes back into the, the verse, you know? And, um, when I wrote that line, I remember where I was, I was dropping my wife at the time, my third wife off at the doctor's and I was just, in the parking lot in Santa Monica and listening, listening to the rough and, you know, just try coming up with lines and stuff. And I came up with it there and wrote it down and, and it helped me go to every different similar part in that song and have a different kind of feel with it, with the same, the same mindset. And um, yeah, it, it helped me wrap that song up pretty quick, actually. To be honest with you, but you asked my favorite lines. I like, I mean, the hand you hold is the hand that holds you down. I think that's pretty good yeah. out of everything to everyone. Yep. Uh, well, since, um, you mentioned, since you mentioned everything to everyone, I do have a, t- a tie into that. Um, okay. So, wardrobe, I will buy you a new life. You're rocking the same black suit as you do in everything to everyone. You're all rocking that blacked out theme. How much of the band's like appearance and wardrobe are you involved with? And I actually can't watch the everything to everyone videos. I get dizzy all the spin. <laughs> I can't keep up with it. <laughs> I, I know. I know. How, how much know. wardrobe are you involved in? Or is that like a stylist? Or do you have somebody that does that for you guys? Cause y'all always look so freaking cool. Well, you know, I mean, 
early on in his videos, I was very, yeah, we had a stylist, but I was very involved. And they'd be like, look at this. It's kind of a, this purple kind of, no, that's not working. <laughs> I ain't wearing purple. He ain't wearing purple. Black. Uh-huh. Ever since I was like, you know, found punk rock when I was 16, my wardrobe has primarily been black. Well, Most musicians I know. All your best concert shirts are black. I got those with LA. Well, there. <laughs> all, 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 the, all the best, any band concert shirts are black, I think. Right. <laughs> but, you know, um, yeah, it's just like the guys now. Everybody's got their own thing, but it's like, okay, we're going to wear, just, just keep it black. You know, if anybody can wear a color, it'd be me, but I generally don't. Yeah. I don't. I'll, I'll buy shirts with color and I'll be like, Oh yeah, I'll need this for my wardrobe, and I never wear. <laughs> I, never I, didn't wear. Even, I didn't intentionally set that up. For I'm wearing brown, though. No, I'm wearing, wearing brown. Art, you're, oh, you're wearing right, okay. black. Is that, oh, is that brown? This is brown. <laughs> okay. brown. It looks dark. black on the screen. Yeah, it looks like. Oh, I know. No, <laughs> oh, see, yeah. you know, okay, okay. You got a little oh, contrast there. Oh, there it is. Yeah, when you lean in, a little contrast there. <laughs> got to lean into it, brother. Lean in. <laughs> um. So you've had a different experience than so many in rock music in that you and, and Everclear came into success with you having already been through a like recovery from addiction process, as opposed to like having to cross that bridge at the same time you're learning to deal with fame and the music business and all that stuff. Do you think that kept you from a lot of extra trouble once Everclear took off? Absolutely. Absolutely. I've said it a hundred times that if I wasn't, Clean and sober, when success happened, I wouldn't have made it through. I wouldn't, I was self destructed mm. for sure. Yeah. Cause I know me, I know my appetites, I know, I know my addiction, my addiction. It wouldn't happen. Um, even though I wasn't, I, I was clean and sober, there was times I didn't act it. And in, in the program, we call that dry drunk. And you're not going to meetings when you're not working your program. And you're you're not using or drinking, but your alcoholic mind is is driving the bus. And I would substitute other other things, no, notably sex and uh, affairs and relationships outside of my many marriages, anyways. So yeah, I left a lot of blood and blood in the water with a lot of people and. Uh, because fame, I didn't understand how to deal with fame. I grew up poor, grew up in a, what you call a broken family. Always had my mom. My mom was a Southern girl and she just loved me fiercely from the moment she was, you know, I was born to the moment she died. And so I always had that. But uh, when I didn't understand doing things right. I didn't understand when people were nice to me. I learned, I had the triggers of being beat on and, and chastised and, and, and made fun of and picked on early on and beaten up and raped and all that shit that happened to me when I was younger. Um, so I had a lot of anger and, and motive power from those triggers. Um, I didn't know how to handle when people were nice to me and saying nice things about me and I had success and people were paying money to see us. I didn't understand that. And, um, 
it didn't push me to a place where I used again, but it did push me to a place where I was um, trying to still fill the hole of low self-esteem with sex and power and shame and, and, and control and anger and all those things. Cause they all cause dopamine. They all create dopamine. So that, that, that's my perspective on it, but I am grateful to my higher power who I affectionately call God, um, that I never lost sight that I, I had, when I surrendered in 1989 and got sober for the first and last time, that uh, I, I never, I never questioned that surrender that I was powerless over drugs and alcohol, you know? Mm. And, and now I'm in a place where thanks, thanks to zoom and um, just, I have a phenomenal, a phenomenal uh, sober fellowship that meets, I meet with these guys three, four times a week on zoom. Doesn't matter where I'm at. I can be in Australia. I got there's one one of the great times talking about them talking about winning the backdrop. Um, I uh, I went to Greece with my my family last April for my 60th birthday. I'm Greek. I've never been to Greece, and we my wife found this beautiful little boutique hotel. We had the top of it. And it wasn't as crazy expensive as you think it'd be. And there was a patio out there. So I get up at like, I think, 530 in the morning before the sun's up. And I go out on the patio with my computer and I got Wi-Fi. And my backdrop is the the Acropolis. And it's all lit up. And it's literally like 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 that. It's 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 like the, the double platinum record there. Um you know, and it, or just like right there, and the guys get on the the thing, and they're like, "Art, where are you?" I go, "I'm sorry about that old building over there. They won't <laughs> turn their lights off, man. I'm sorry." <laughs> That's great. Yeah, man, people pick those kind of backdrops. I know. I get the mic. I, I get the mic drop on that one, man, for sure. <laughs> you, you that. Yeah. Well, that would have been uh, probably on April 12th because that's your birthday. Um, same birthday as David Letterman, Ed O'Neill from Married with Children, Andy Garcia, Claire Danes, Shannon Doherty, Brandon Urie of Panic at the Disco, Vince Gill, Amy Ray of Indigo Girls, wow. supermodel Brooklyn Decker. So you get to have lunch with one of those on your birthday. Brooklyn <laughs> Decker? Well, that would, that would get me divorced, wouldn't that it? Would be yeah. Terrible. Oh, <laughs> so good, good well, look, if I, if I, look, and Dave, you know, I've never known Dave socially, but Dave, David Letterman had, David Letterman had us on his show probably about four times. Yeah. And he was always, he was a huge fan. He, he loved the rock and roll, man. Yeah. Um, yeah. But you know, Dave's a weird dude. You can't be in the hall. You can't be in the hallway when he's walking, like his big bodyguard would be like, please wait for Mr. Letterman. Really? And they close the door. So you can't No wow. one. Yeah. And when he walks on the stage, they have a curtain. You don't see him from behind. It's it's a weird thing. But then he's out there and he's just, you know, he's one of the best. Uh, him and Howard Stern are both weird guys, but they're phenomenal interviewers. Yeah, I mean, that's good question. Blows yeah. me away. Yeah. And, and, you know, Howard doesn't shake hands with anybody. I've heard and that. that's what I've been told. Mm-hmm. And then. 
But the last time I was there, you know, I, we got done with the interview and I walked over. I was just going to nod at him and he reached out his hand and I'm oh. like, oh. I shook his hand. And I was there with another guy from another band that's been on his show like 40 times. Man, he was mad. <laughs> <laughs> like, I never shook hands with Dave, with, with, with Howard. That's awesome. I have. <laughs> <laughs> That's just one more mic to drop, you know? Okay, I've got a shaking tie-ins that you said shaking hands. You were in bands Shaking Brave and Color Finger. You come up with either of those two band names, right? And how did y'all Dude, land on Everclear? I, I, come, I come up with everything. <laughs> how how did y'all land on Everclear? I know Rob had a, an Everclear name question. Well, obviously the alcohol, um, okay. you know, remember I, 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 I named this band in, in 92. I had two different names that I liked a lot. It was either going to be Everclear or Sparkle. And, um, you know, they both sound, they're both easy to remember. They're both phonetically pleasing to say, um, but Everclear, uh, you know, I asked a few friends, and my girlfriend at the time was like, Sparkle just sounds like an alternative band name. Mm. Everclear is like, you're going to get flack for it, but I, th- I think that's the better name. And I agreed with her. I, you know, I always have my opinion, and I ask other people's opinion. It's kind of like, in my own mind, okay, you know, convince me, prove me wrong. Uh-huh. And when they start agreeing with the inner voice, then I know I'm on the right track. Um, yeah, I just, you know, when I was younger, getting drunk on Everclear, you know, which is 180, it's a brand name for corn alcohol, for corn liquor, um, and it's 180 proof, 180 proof. Um, yeah, I just, I've, I've had some experiences. There's nothing more that gets you, and I've done every drug there is, there's nothing gets you more wasted than alcohol. I mean, alcohol destroys families, destroys communities, destroys, um, it can destroy anything. Um, you know, and, but, uh, pure grain alcohol. I, uh, I remember when I was think 22, I, you know, no, 21. I was drinking. I was going, we're drinking at the beach during the day, beers. And then we went over to friend's house and had some wine spritzers. And we went to a bar, had some shots. And then we ended up at a party, you know, and at the party, they had a trash can full of what they call jungle juice, which is two big bottles of Everclear and grape Kool-Aid and whatever else they threw on there, like Yikes. orange slices, whatever. <laughs> and I remember grabbing a big old go cup drinking a couple of those and then i don't remember that was saturday night and i didn't wake up till tuesday afternoon holy smokes in bed with two women a guy and a dog wow a <laughs> hundred a hundred miles away from my <laughs> wow that's yeah, impressive great. if nothing else that's uh I think it's impressive. That's quite a fit. Uh, yeah. Now you see why I'm sober. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. 
Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. We did, do want to ask you about AM radio. I know Rob's got a question about it, and yeah. I do too. So you're wearing a Portland Trailblazers jersey in that. Is that a Scotty Pippen jersey? I don't know if you remember. And was that intentional, Ben, is that you're from Portland? As I see Greg rocking the Kobe jersey on drums, Is uh, was that intentional? Are you a Blazers fan, or were you just like, this is just for Portland? I was a Blazers fan. Okay. Yeah, I, I was. I, I, I had season tickets for like seven years. Oh, wow. Um, okay. Yeah. I, I, basketball, I've always really enjoyed basketball, but it, my favorite used to be baseball. Now it's football. So okay. Okay. I still, I'm a Seahawks fan. Okay. Crazy Seahawks. Um, and, and, uh, what we called ourselves 12, 12th man. Yeah. 12th man. And, uh, my baseball team since I was seven years old has been the, the Dodgers. Me and Rob are Braves fans, so I've been to every Major League Baseball park in all but one NFL stadium. So I'm working on that. So are you are you NFL fans too? Oh yeah, I've been to every Major League Baseball park and every NFL stadium except for who's your who's your football team? Well, I'm in Nashville, so I'm a Titan. I'm I'm loyal to the local folk. (laughs) Are you in Are you in Atlanta? Uh, I'm in Chattanooga, so I'm in between Nashville and Atlanta. So it's Braves and Titans for me. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Braves fans, Very, definitely. Too. So Braves and Titans, that's cool. I like, you know, you mix it up. So I'm a Dodgers <laughs> Seahawks fan, not a Rams fan at all. Okay. Chargers, Chargers, I want to be because I like, I like Herbert, but man, they just, they cannot put it together, those guys. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, I, I, uh, so no, actually that, I, that jersey I have on, it says Alex Sarkis on the back. Oh, okay. Heck yeah, I okay. didn't ever see the back. That's cool. I was thinking thirty three. It was. I was trying to think. No, Scotty Pippen at that time. But dude, that's no, so, awesome. I Scotty Pippen. I never liked Scotty Pippen. He's a bull. People bro. in people in Portland did not like him when he was there. Yeah, yeah. they called him No Pippen, No Tippin Pippen. No, he would never tip. <laughs> would never, never tip anybody. Well, who was your? What was your Blazer? Uh, were you like a Drexler, Terry Porter era? Or oh, was that you? is that your guy? Kevin oh, Duckworth, love, those guys? No, no. I Clyde Drexler was one of the most genial, classiest guys I got a chance to meet. That's cool. Um, and just I, I just love that dude. He, he looked like he walked out of like a Fred Astaire movie in the forties or something, and he was so talented. Um, is he in the Hall of Fame? Should be if not. I was gonna say should be. It's gotta be Clyde the Glide. Come on, gotta be. (laughs) Come on, come on. Um, but um, no, I was there when they, you know, when they they played the uh, in '92 when they played uh Chicago for the championship. Of course, the shoulder shrug and all that. That was that one. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, pretty much. But um, no, I uh, yeah, it's like my uh. I have a fan in Seattle that almost every time I'm there, it gives me a, a Seahawks jersey with my name on it. That's wow. awesome. Which is, oh, that's which is really cool. Yeah. The first one was like double XL, dude. I'm like, dude, that's like a tent. He goes, <laughs> I didn't know. And then the next one was like an XL, and then the next one was large. They're, they're all too big for me, but I did take the, the, the latest one. They keep getting smaller, you'll be down to like Next infant onesies small. by the time. Yeah, I mean, like kids small. Yeah. <laughs> no, a, a medium would work. Okay. But but I, with the large, if I wear a couple of t-shirts underneath that I can wear. But uh I do I did I did bring it on this tour. 
Uh, we awesome. just we just finished so because every Sunday, you know, we had every Sunday off and we're watching football on the bus. So, yeah. Very cool. Very cool. Let me go. I'm going to skip over a couple questions I had and we got to get to the question that we ask everybody, which I'll let JP, we finish every interview with the same question. So I'll let JP okay. holler. Okay. Sure. Art, you're on tour and you go into a gas station. What is your gas station snack food of choice? And while you're thinking of it, I'll tell you mine. I get a three musketeers bar. When I was growing up, my mom would say you could have any candy bar you want, and it's the most ounces. So I get a three musketeers candy bar in a gas station. What does Art That's, get in a gas station? You get three musketeers. You just three want all that, all that nougat. Or, or, yeah. Yeah. Man, that's a nougat overload. Never, <laughs> never a fan. But if they gave it to me, I would eat that three musketeers okay. because it was candy, because it was candy. Um, you know, it's changed over the years. Back okay. in the day. Um, it would be, I get something sweet, like some of the, some truck stops and gas stations have, you know, like the Cinnabon thing and yeah. I'll get a Cinnabon. Um, but these days because of my MS, I'm not eating sugar like that, okay. refined sugar uh, or dairy. So these days it's like usually some corn chips or I, I can eat, um, where you go chicken is the, the pork cracklings. Oh yeah. The, yeah. yeah. We call pork, pork rinds, kind of those yeah. things. Pork yeah. rinds. Yeah, it's it's pretty white trash in me, but <laughs> my mom's a hillbilly, dude. I'm half hillbilly, <laughs> half Greek. So that's awesome. That's awesome. So I, I'll get down like that, you know, the, the ones with the, the spicy the spicy powder on it. Yeah. It's just a lot of salt. Now, see, now salt. I got to be the older guy and I got to watch my diet. But <laughs> usually something like corn chips or something like that, nothing good. I'm fine. <laughs> Usually, instead of going to the the gas station, I'll go to the Starbucks. There you go. Okay. Starbucks. <laughs> All right. Well, Art, man, this has been fun. Thanks so much for doing yeah. this. We we appreciate Thanks, it. Thanks, We'll have you back on in the future and talk about other stuff. We got we got stuff we could ask you for days. So Rob's got a little. Okay. Up, for sure. Been, awesome. It's been fun. Thanks, we'll boys. Yeah, man. Take it easy. Thanks so much. Thanks, Art. We'll Thank see you. Man. Take care. Bye bye. This is the Great Song Podcast. And that was Art Alexakis of Everclear. Man, fun stuff. One of the great bands uh, of the 90s, but out there still doing it now. Still crushing the game. And um, still making great stuff for everybody. So really cool to talk to Art. Um, I, I thought we were going to run out of time before we got to talk to him. Like mm -hmm. I thought just on our timeline of you know things, we knew we had the the opportunity, but I thought we were going to run out of time before we, I'm glad we got did. to get him. So I'm really glad we got to talk to him. Had to be a little more he selective coming down the home stretch. This, this run guys. Yeah. So there's some that, uh, you know, maybe we'll, we'll sync up with in the future, but, yeah, uh, but for now we're, uh, anyway, it's been great. So. That's right. Um, so yes, we will be back with, there are two episodes remaining of the great song podcast. Um, after, after today. So make sure you're hanging in there. We're going hard till the very end. Um, and, uh, it's going to be great. So we'll see you next week with the penultimate episode <laughs> of the great song podcast. Until then I'm Rob. I am JP. Go listen to some music.